Welcome to the weekly podcast of Sunday Morning Live, led by Pastor Denise Suttles. You are listening to our live Sunday morning fellowship. We air live every Sunday morning. Please feel free to join us via Zoom. The meeting ID is notated on our podcast page. Now turn with me, please, to Romans 8 and 28. Romans 8 and 28. And we are reading from the New International Reader's Version. While you are getting your Bible passage, last week, here again at the First Baptist of Woodland Park Church, I was able to substitute for our pastor while he went away on vacation. And last week, we talked about pulling weeds from our garden. And I was actually bragging about how good I am about and, and at pulling weeds. Well, last week while we were cleaning out my mother's apartment, I found the sewing machine that I sold on as a little girl. Oh, I, I just couldn't believe it. And I, I really think that I'm, I'm good at gardening, but I don't think I was real good at sewing. As I looked at that, mach- that sewing machine, I would make an outfit and wear it to school so proud. And my friends would say, did you make that? And I would be like, how did you know? They're like, are the the seams supposed to be straight? You know how it was back in the day, how, you know, especially if you were a girl, you had to learn how to cook, how to sew, how to iron. And, and, and And how to crochet and how to knit. And my grandmother did something that was so beautiful called embroidering. She would, she would have these sheets and this, 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 this uh, ring, and it was so delicate, and she looked so dainty as she did it. And then they decided they were going to teach me how to embroidery. Number one, you had to sit still, and that was a problem. Now, when my grandmother would do her embroidering works of art, they would just be all over the place. But when I did it... Even in her embroidering, there would be like knots on the bottom side and threads all over the place. But the, 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 the side that was displayed was just beautiful. But when I did mine, I had knots on both sides, threads on both sides. And I decided this is, this is not my thing. And sometimes life can be that way. I'm so glad that God is our master designer. That we might look up and see a bunch of knots and see a bunch of threads and stuff is not making sense, but on the other side, God is working out a design for our life and it will be good. Romans 8 and 28, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. He appointed them to be saved in keeping with his good purpose. If you could look at your neighbor, don't take their hand. We don't do that anymore. If you could look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. it don't look good, it don't look but, good. It good. but it is good. 
Look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, it don't look good, but it is good. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you, Jesus. While we are in the thick of suffering, wondering what's going on in our lives, and so often it doesn't even make sense to us. But always remember that it makes sense to God. How we see things is not how God sees things. Our perspective is not God's perspective. We don't have the same view that God has. In other words, our life is like a tapestry. Our suffering can be compared to the bottom side of the tapestry where you've got the knots and the different random Strings, but God is our divine weaver and he is weaving from the top down. In fact, what God is working on from his perspective is already done. We're looking at God's plan from the bottom up because we exist in time. And all we can see is a bunch of tangled threads and knots. It doesn't look like anything is even making any sense at all. But the Bible gives us enough evidence of God's wisdom as a tapestry maker. The Bible gives us enough glimpses of the big picture of the tapestry and enough promises that he is going to make all the tangled, different, colored knots and threads turn into something beautiful in our life. Even though when we look up from our perspective, all we see is a tangled mess on our side of the fabric, but we know that we can trust him. And that's what we do when we suffer. We We don't always understand our suffering to the extent we don't know why we're going through. We don't know how long it's going to happen, but we can see the promises of God. God is saying, I will work all things together for good. God is saying, I will magnify my grace In your weakness, Isaiah 46, 8 and 10 says, remember, this is what God is saying. Remember what happened long ago, for I am God and there is no other. I declare the end from the beginning and from long ago and what is not yet done saying my plan will take place and I will do all my will. I am God and no one is like me, beloved. God has given us enough in his word for us to know that there is a tapestry up there that we are a part of and it will be beautiful. See, we must understand absolutely, 
everything in the universe from the smallest to the greatest is a part of God's meaningful design. In other words, when we look at everything through the lens of God's design, everything is significant. Everything is meaningful. There is nothing that is pointless or random or meaningless. Everything, absolutely everything is from God and through God and to God. Therefore, the Bible says to God, everything to God be the glory forever. In other words, everything has its origin in the absolute existence and wisdom and goodness of God. And everything is guided through his wisdom and his goodness. Everything is moving toward the greatest possible goal imaginable, namely the glory of God. Now, some threads in the tapestry are vibrant and obviously significant. But then there are some other threads in the tapestry that are dark and that are mysterious and that are twisted and that are textured and that are shaded. But God knows how to work every single thread in your life into something good. Sometimes God gives us glimpses of the final design of his beauty in all things. But other times our vision is so cloudy and all we see is the underside of the tapestry. All we can see are the knots, the tangles, the textures, and the random colors. It is at those times when life seems most confusing, at those times when everything we believe seems to be contradicted, at those times when our pain is so great, we can barely whisper a praise. It is then we must open our Bibles and allow the Holy Spirit to breathe on the word of God and direct our hearts with faith to the firm affirmation that God has given us Christ as our center, that he's wise, that he's good, that he's just, that he is at work in and through all things. Hallelujah. Again, nothing is meaningless. Nothing is random. Not even the greatest evil or bad things that happen. Not even the greatest cruelties. None of these things can oppose our God. So from the smallest reality, a leaf waving on a tree, to the greatest reality, nations and galaxies, and everything is shot through with meaning from our creator. If you don't accept this, then you have eliminated God from the process. 
We must see the world is under God's design and trust that God knows what he is doing. So when Romans 8 and 28 says, and we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, those who are called according to his purpose, we get a taste of the kinds of things that are included in all things. It's not just all good things. It's all things, including all the bad things. In fact, this whole context of this Romans 8 and 28 is painful. That's why Romans 28 is here. We, we need the encouragement and we need the hope because before and after this verse, the prospect of the Christian life on earth is bleak. Mm. Romans 8 and 17 says we will be glorified with Christ if we suffer with him. Verse 18 says that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing to the glory that shall be revealed in us. Verse 20 says that the creation, including us, is subject to futility. Verse 21 says that creation is in bondage and decay. Verse 23 says that even spirit-filled Christians that fall all over the, the floor, groan with the fallen creation awaiting our adoption, the redemption of our weak, sick, and dying bodies. Verse 24 says, we have been saved in hope. And you can't see hope, otherwise it wouldn't be hope. So most of our salvation is invisible and still in the future. No wonder we groan every now and then. And then verse 35 says, there are tribulations and distress and persecutions and famine and nakedness and danger and sword. And in the middle of all of these verses, Paul said, yes, but look, we know all things, all this suffering and futility and bondage to decay and groaning and tribulation and distress, pearl and sword, but all these things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So the answer to the question on our side of the fabric The side that only we can see. The answer to that question is in verse 31. It says, yes, there will be many enemies. Yes, there will be many adversaries, obstacles and miseries and distresses and opposition and seemingly pointless delays and breakdowns and all manner of futility. Yay. But in all these things, we are more than conquerors because of the sovereign love of God in Christ. And nothing will finally succeed against him. Glory. 
If you hear the call of God in the gospel of Jesus Christ, nothing can be against you. If you come to God loving him through Jesus Christ, nothing can be against you. If you trust God for the forgiveness of your sins because of the death of Jesus Christ, nothing can be against you. If you receive from him the free gift of righteousness by faith in him alone, then all things from the sweetest to the bitter will work together for your good. God will be for you with all his omnipotent wisdom and power. God is for you. He sent his son Jesus to the cross to save us. Acts 4, 27 and 28 said, the disciples say, listen to me, in this city, there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the people of Israel to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. In other words, even though Jesus is going to the cross, involved the sins of Herod, Pilate, the Gentiles, and the Jews, it was God who sent his son. Herod, Pilate, the Gentiles, and the Jews meant it for evil, but God worked it for our good and used it for our salvation. God's plans and purposes work together for good. Someone may be asking, well, what difference? Does it make whether I believe that God has no purpose in evil or that God changes things into good after they happen? Well, I'm glad that you ask. Mm. We Number one, when we believe that God works everything for our good, that God, that there are no accidents and no random happenstance, that God is in control of everything. We are believing exactly what the Bible says. And number two, we put down a firm foundation of God's sovereignty under the promise that he is in control and that he is good. He is sovereign yesterday, today, and forevermore. I close by asking the question, and then we're going to hear from our saxophonist. I close by asking the question, what effect should this message have on our life? If Number one, if you are not a believer in Jesus Christ, I pray that these words would cause you to put your faith in him as your Lord and Savior. Mm. And number two, the, 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 the effect that this message should have on your life is that no matter what's going on in your life right now, don't stop 
trusting God. Know that Romans 8 and 28 is our battle cry. If all things work together for good, then we cannot be defeated. Romans 8 and 28 is our battle cry and gives us the challenge to spread the good news. Romans 8 and 28 is our battle cry that no matter what I'm going through, I've got joy in the midst of my sorrow because I know that it will be good. Hallelujah. Romans 8 and 28 is our battle cry to engage in the risk of loving others no matter what the cost is because whatever the cost it will be good Mm. hallelujah heavenly father we thank you for your word we pray oh god that those that have not received jesus christ as lord will receive him by faith right now if you have not received jesus christ as your personal savior Please pray this prayer with me right where you are. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I have done many things that did not please you. I have lived my life for myself only. I'm sorry and I repent. I ask you to forgive me. I believe that you died on the cross for me to save me. You did what I could not do for myself. I come to you now and ask you to take control of my life. I give it to you from this day forward. Help me to live every day for you in a way that pleases you. If you prayed that simple prayer with me, please contact me at 231-349-1046 so I can speak with you on the first steps of self.